This program is brought to you by Brining Institute, which has provided higher education, training, testing, and certification for addiction professionals since 1986. Um, now, sometimes we hold back from a confrontation to protect ourselves from something. Notice I said to protect ourselves. All right. Now, we, here are some of the most common fears about, for counselors, about confrontation, okay? Okay, number one, fear of rejection. Now, I know some of us try to pretend that we're big and bad, and we are not afraid. I don't care if you like me. I don't care what you think of me. That's sad for me <laughs> that people, it's not sad for me that people say it because I'll say it sometimes even. It's just sad for me that some of us really believe that or that some of us live our lives like that, okay? Because I do care what people think about me. I want to care what people think about me. If I don't, I think I'm like a sociopath or something, okay? If I don't care about the effect that I'm having on the world and the people around me. I'm not overly impressed with my sobriety if I don't care about the effect that I'm having on the people. I don't, I'm not really wild about who I am as a human being if I don't care about the effect that I'm having on you guys. Okay? So fear of rejection, okay? I'll, there's nothing wrong. Need client's approval. Okay, folks. There's nothing wrong with this feeling inside of you. What would, be, what would be harmful is that if you have that feeling inside of you and you're not aware of it or you're not acknowledging it and then working with it, okay? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be liked. I get, and I'm sure you do too, at home, I get sales calls. Do you get sales calls at home? Do you get people that knock on your door? I get sales calls at home and those people have an accent from Texas or India. And I will never, ever, ever meet those people. But I still have a hard time telling those people I don't want what they're selling. I do. Clearly, I will never meet the man from Texas who is trying to sell me something, something, something. But I have a hard time telling him I don't want what he has to sell because I'm afraid this man's going to get mad at me and he won't like me even though I'm never going to meet him. And so I got caller ID so that I can avoid that. I did. You know? Or I'll even go, no, Teresa's not here. Because I don't want to, I, it's, honestly, I'd love to tell you it's some other reason, but the truth is, is I want everybody to like me. Even the man from Texas who I'll never meet and is selling something that I have no need for. I told him I'm in prison. <laughs> you know? It's just, you know, that kind of stuff. If you're one of those people that doesn't, you know, doesn't like to tell people no, then I always bring this out at the clients. If you're one of those people handing out your cigarettes when you don't want to and can't afford to, you know, this is an issue for you. And I am one of those people. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with being one of those people. What would be wrong is if I didn't realize it. And then I acted on that fear. And it's like, wow, I really want Ed to like me, therefore I'm not going to call Ed on his behavior because I'm afraid Ed won't like me. 
And then, wow, I'm really doing a disservice to Ed. And to myself, actually, but to Ed. Because that's who I'm getting paid to be in service to. Okay. All right, number two. Fear of being wrong. Now, I'm sure some of you relate to that. I don't know why, but some of us as human beings and some of us uh, as counselors think that there's something wrong with being wrong. Okay? And, and I, it's such a good learning, it's such a good teaching opportunity to admit you're wrong. You know, especially to our clients, because then you teach them that it's okay to be wrong. But a lot of us have grown up, for whatever reason, we could do all sorts of counseling on that right now, like that client that I said that her, her mom and dad have always found her flaws, even when 99% of what she's doing is great, they'll find the 1% that isn't working. And so can you imagine how that would create this fear of being wrong? Because you've been told you're wrong all the time and that it's not okay. So a lot of times those folks will struggle saying I was wrong. Okay? And it happens, we as counselors have those same issues. You know, and a lot of times also it's because oh, I'm the counselor, therefore I'm supposed to be knowledgeable and I'm supposed to be smarter than you and I'm supposed to be better than you and that's all ego and it's not true. We're supposed to be human, you know? So sometimes we hold back from confronting because we're afraid that we might be wrong and that we can't, can't prove what we're saying. To the client, CT is client, okay? So, I can't prove to you I'm right. Here's how I do those. Because when I'm talking about my feelings or an inference, a gut instinct, uh, there's no right or wrong anyway. All right? And sometimes I'll say, you know what? I've been known to be wrong. In fact, I've been wrong probably a whole bunch of times today. But I just want to tell you what I'm thinking. I just want to tell you what I'm feeling. Okay? And what I'd love to have you do is take this feedback and go and just kind of be with it for 24 hours. Just kind of hang out with it. And see if you can go back to your room. Let's say I'm talking to you, Jamie, and I got some feedback to give you about something. And I'll say, Jamie, something's coming up for me. I don't know what it is, and I could easily be wrong. I've been wrong 400 times today, probably. Okay? But what I'm going to do is I just want to give you this feedback, and then I just kind of want you to go and hang out with it and, and be with it and process it, and then get back to me tomorrow and let me know if you could find, you know, anything, any value of it. And then I'll say, here's what I'd love for you to do, is go back to your room and find out where I'm right. Because it's easy to find out where I'm wrong. But it'll serve you more if you can find the few, the, where this is accurate in your life, this feedback. Does that make sense? You know? And so you can preface things with things like that. You can preface your statements because you're not giving them a fact, so don't present it as a fact. Okay? And acknowledge that I'm wrong all the time. I'll even, as a client's leaving, it's like, oh, you're leaving treatment, da da da, we do a thing called a love seat, give them information. And a lot of times in their love seat, I will say, I want to tell you the truth, because I want to send you off with, 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 with my truth, okay? And I have some concerns. If what you do outside of here is, and if what you've done in here 
is any reflection of what you're going to do outside of here, I have huge concerns about your recovery. Because in here you haven't given 100% effort. In here you've been, you know, and I'll give them, you know, some facts behind that, you know. Um, and here's what I hope. I hope that you go and prove me wrong. And just say it. Okay? Make sense? All right. Um, check it out about that fear of being wrong. You don't got to always be right. As a counselor, one of the first things you want to say is, one of the first things you want to learn is, I don't know. I might be wrong. Let me check into that. Those kind of things. You are not, don't pretend like you got all the answers. You don't. Role model what you want them to be. I want our people to be real and human and honest. Uh, number three. Fear of unpleasantness. And Sam, it sounds like you already know that about yourself, right? Yep. So for you, it's like uh, just going past it now. You know, that might be a step in the right direction, but for you, it's just like going past it. Okay? Um, and it, you catch yourself stopping yourself in the moment about the fear of being wrong and going, eh, I don't want to be wrong. And, and at that moment now, it's just going to be about, oh, integrity. I'm getting paid to say this, and I'm going to say it. Okay? Um, fear of unpleasantness. Um, anxiety, tears. Anger, etc. All of those things are ahead for you as a counselor when you confront. Okay, your own anxiety and theirs. Tears. Yeah, they kind of intermesh. Right. Tears. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I don't know how to act in the face of these emotions. That's what I also want you to write here. Okay, and this is, there's nothing wrong with this as a new counselor. You are going to say something to people and they are going to go, you know, Jamie's the counselor, Jamie's just confronted me and I'm the client and I've just done 10 years in prison. It's like, wow, what do you know? You don't even know me, you know? And you're going to get those things. You are going to get clients that, or Jamie's going to give me feedback and I'm going to go, you know, and cry or something. I, I might go fetal position on the ground. Who knows? Who knows? And so sometimes counselors don't want to give feedback. They don't want to confront because it's like, how am I going to deal with it if this client goes fetal position on the ground? How am I going to deal with it if this client's going to get angry? Confronted a client one time a long time ago, and she was a big woman and had done a lot of prison time. And I have not, and uh, she it was in a group setting, and I thought, I did. I stopped for a second, and I went, if I say this to her, she could beat my butt. <laughs> and am I, am I, am I ready? <laughs> am I, what's going to, what, what's going ahead? You know, and especially, you've got to be aware of all your moves. Uh, you know, when I said it to her, I got up. Now, for her, that could have been an invitation. Right, they see that. You know? 
And, and it, it ended up working beautifully. And it ended up where we ended up with this great relationship. Because I was probably one of very few people that we took the risk to confront this lady. You know? But really, it's like, are you, are you, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to deal with the unpleasantness. I'm afraid to deal with your anger. I'm afraid to deal with your tears. I'm afraid I don't know how. You know? And I'm afraid that I, as a counselor, don't have the skills to deal with whatever might come from you. Okay? In that case, what do you do? You do it anyway, hopefully. But, I'm going to put a caveat on that. Okay? Hopefully you'll have, when you're new, you're going to have co-facilitators. I would hope. Someone else in the room with you that's more, that's been in the, in the job longer. Okay? Um, I also want to say, if you are afraid that you're going to take them to an emotional place that might end them up in a psych ward somewhere, then don't. Don't go there. Okay? Don't take them to a place that you can't get them out of. Unless it's a place, I mean, honestly, there's a difference between someone crying and someone's going to end up in a psych ward. There's a difference between I'm uncomfortable watching Sam cry versus I think Sam's going to end up in the psych ward and I don't know what to do. Those are two different unpleasantnesses that I'm talking about. If it's Sam's going to end up in the psych ward and I don't know what to do, then don't. Okay, because you're going to do some harm. But if it's like, uh, you know, Sam's crying and I don't know what to do, then those are issues that you want to, those are issues you're going to have to push through. Okay, and work on your counseling skills, sit in with other facilitators, watch other facilitators, and see how they deal with those emotions. Use the group. You know, as a counselor, it's great to use the group when people are having, well, for anything, but when people are having emotions. You know? And it really varies from situation to situation. There might be situations where it's like, uh, the other day we had someone that was crying and a lot of emotions and women, all the girls, a lot of their hands went up because they wanted to give her feedback. And I just went, and we just sat. We just sat quietly while that woman fell apart for a little while because she just was just a little, but you know, all those hands up wanting to give her advice would have pulled her right out of those feelings. Yeah. And a lot of times those hands, it's like those people that run over and hand tissue. Oh my God, you're crying, let me go get you a tissue. It's like, I mean, for me, it's just like, that's a great way of telling someone, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm uncomfortable with your crying. There's nothing wrong with somebody snotting all over themselves. Who cares? If they're uncomfortable, they'll get up and get a tissue. You know, but that's because we, a lot of us, are uncomfortable with other people's emotions and we have to learn to get through that, okay? So it's really varies from situation to situation how you're going to do it. And it might be sometimes where it's like, yes, be with them, let them cry. I've done things where all of a sudden there's a lady crying and, and, and uh, I'll go send someone to the office real quick to get some music and I'll put on music and let everybody hold her. Because maybe they haven't had experience of that. We had a client that came in recently, and, and like two days into it, her brother hung himself due to his alcoholism. And so it was like taking her down to the phone so that her, and went, oh my God, so check this out. Her brother hangs himself, and the grandmother finds him and, and dies of a heart attack. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's like two days into treatment. 
And I'm like, uh, though I don't look forward to dealing with that stuff at all, and yet it's just something that we have to do. It's like, oh my gosh, where is this woman going to go? Where is this going to go? My brother hung himself due to his alcoholism. My grandmother finds him and dies of a heart attack. And then later on in treatment, she had another, another person in her family die. It's like, wow, oh my Lord. So I don't look forward to that stuff. I don't get excited about dealing with everybody's emotions at all. You know, and yet it's part of our job. It's what we do. And sometimes... And they're in treatment, getting to do it sober. You know? So we have to work through our own fear of dealing with other people's emotions. We, it, it, you know, sometimes it's because we don't want to feel the emotions either. Sometimes it's because maybe we're so stoic that, you know, I don't, I'm not comfortable in that emotion. Okay? So, it's when something... Oh, absolutely. Even right then when he said that guy cried, I mean, that guy's dad died, brought tears to my eyes. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, well, my father died on the job, just for our first mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, Jamie. There, and there's nothing wrong with that as a counselor crying. Absolutely not. This is real life stuff. Back to the, oh, fear of intimacy. This is going to bring us face to face with all the barriers down. Okay? Confronting people creates an intimate relationship. And sometimes we as counselors, do we want to get that intimate with someone and realize that when I'm talking about intimate, I'm talking about, in, I'm talking about closeness. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, letting people see who, who you are and seeing people for who they are. That's what I'm talking about, okay? And sometimes people are, are, are afraid of intimacy. You know? And wow, if I confront you, this is going to bring our relationship to a whole nother level, and I don't know if I want to go there. Okay? So here's what I want you to see, though, is that although all of these fears are, are valid, in other words, I don't want to invalidate our fears, you know, number one, fear of rejection is my biggest one up there. Every now and then I may experience the second one and the third one. Okay, and I wouldn't even say I don't experience the fourth one, and I, I don't know if fear is the right word, but it's like an unwillingness to be that intimate with you. Okay, but number one is a huge part of my daily life as a counselor and as a human being. And so that is an issue that I am constantly working through as a counselor. As long as I realize it's my issue, and I don't let it get in the way of my job. Okay, it is absolutely one of my issues, okay? So, uh, uh, these fears are not invalid, but they certainly are not, uh, they're inappropriate in a counseling relationship. And I don't mean having them is, letting the fear own you and control you and run how you're going to be as a counselor is inappropriate. Does that make sense? The difference? Okay. Yes, I have that fear of rejection, but having it stop me from my confrontation, that's when it's not okay as a counselor, okay? Um, 
A counselor cannot be effective if he or she is not able to confront. Now, check it out. It is important not to confuse being able to confront with being comfortable with confrontation. Okay? I am often not comfortable with confrontation. Mostly because of this. I am often not comfortable with confrontation because of that. But just because I'm not comfortable doesn't mean I'm going to let it stop me. There is a big difference between being unwilling to do it and being unable to do it. Okay? Um, any, and then check this out. This is one of the last statements. I think it comes from Jacqueline Smalls too. Anyone who becomes too comfortable with confrontation would probably be a little too unfeeling to be therapeutic. Like if I get up in the morning and get dressed and go, yeah, another day of getting to blow people's hair back. Something's wrong. Okay, something's wrong with my humanness or something. Anyone who becomes too comfortable with confrontation would be a little too unfeeling to be therapeutic. I think that if, you, if, if we as counselors become that, it's like, wow, what are we really into this for? We better re-examine our motives again like we talked about last week. Maybe our motives for being here aren't good anymore. You know, my motive to be here is to be able to have control and, and whatever over you. Not good. Okay? Now, confrontation is not, we're going to wrap this up and then I'm going to send you guys to lunch. Confrontation is not about looking to catch a mistake to confront. I do not walk our facility going, oh, I'm going to go out and do some, com some confrontation. So I'm going to walk and find all the flaws in everybody. And it's so not what this is about. Okay, I just go to work and I do my job and happen to every now and then notice things that aren't working for people and point them out. Okay, but I don't go to work looking for them. Okay? And then the second thing is it's also not about a need to show off our perception and knowledge. So I don't want to walk into a group and go, I'm going to show them how smart I am. And I'm going to point out everything bad about them. So I can show off. Then I'm in the wrong game again. I'm in the wrong, the motive is not good again. Okay? Number three, this is also not about just stirring things up. Wow, things are slow around Progress House today. I think I'm going to go stir up some stuff to see what happens. Things aren't good at home, so I think I'll bring it to work, okay? All right, be clear about your motives. And then the fourth thing says, avoiding confrontation can be harmful itself. So looking for it can be harmful, and avoiding it can be harmful, okay? If I treat you like you are... So this is a great... Jamie, Jamie goes to al -Anon. This is great, because this is like some real code, some real Al-Anon type stuff. If I treat you like, if I avoid confrontation um, because I think you're too weak and you can't handle the truth, what kind of counseling is that? Right. That's like, let me do this for you, even though you're very capable of doing it for yourself. I'm teaching you that you're not capable of doing things for yourself. Well, the same is true when it comes to this. If I avoid confronting you because I think you can't handle it, you know, really, am I teaching you, yeah, you're right, you can't handle it? 
Am I really being a counselor? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. Because uh, then imagine that, how that must work. And it, you'll see it with clients all the time. They'll pretend to be weak and fragile so that you don't address them on anything. And so they get lots of help and people will, will coddle them. Okay? Now, with a person like that, my confrontation, the way I would approach them might be delicate, might be gentle. Okay? Depending. If I thought it was real, you know, what they're presenting. Okay? All right? Um, confrontation. You know, having a personal relationship with someone and being willing to confront is one of the most potent and therapeutic tools a counselor can use. Okay? Um, and it requires a lot of self-exploration. Okay? On the part of the counselor. To make sure that you're coming from the best place also. Okay? <laughs>